moderator will be Trevor Mube. A round of applause as our panelists come up. A round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. This is perhaps one of the most important uh, panels, um, talking to uh, guys who are holding hold you, talking to them over 29 minutes, so we're going to jump right into it, and this is the, what we're going to do is say who you are, what you are doing, and how these people can help So as briefly as possible, who you are, what you're doing, Thank you. Um, good morning, everyone. My name is Gugu Letusiso. Please feel free to call me Gugu. I am the CEO as well as the co-founder of Tuneza. So we are FinTech. Uh, that uses a load management platform in order to help small-scale transporters get logistics liquidity. So in essence, um, getting them access to invoice financing. So looking for partnerships within FMCG companies in South Africa, uh, beverage companies. So if you've got any connections, uh, I would greatly appreciate it. Thanks. Wonderful. That was sweet and sharp. Um, and who are you and what are you doing and how can we help you? Good morning, Trevor. My name is uh, Brian Munyara. I'm the CEO of Race and Capital. We are a financial services company that specializes in short-term credit for small companies as well as short-term credit for individuals. Um, currently, I think the support that would require is enabling us to expand currently in Zimbabwe and also across the borders. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and who are you, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if this is audible, is it? Yes. yes. Yeah. All right, uh, my name is Ryan Katai. Um, so I'm a CEO and co-founder of Farhat. Um, we are operational in Zambia and in Zimbabwe. We do uh, machine learning based credit scoring for farmers in Zambia. Uh, we're working with MTN and a number of banks. Um, then in Zimbabwe, we're also working with development agencies um, to fund initiatives by farmers, many of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what we do here in Zambia. And how can we help you? Um, we need money. Um, so if you want to fund our works, uh, we look to expand. Uh, we're looking to expand to South Africa um, and Kenya. That's our four year 2024 uh, targets to get into Kenya, Kenyan market and also to get into a huge South African market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. Right, the one who was giving uh, the, C- the CIMA CEO problems. Hi, <laughs> everyone. Uh, so I'm Victor Mapunga. I'm the founder and CEO of Flex IT Technologies. So basically, at Flex ID, what we do is uh, we've developed a digital identity platform uh, built on the blockchain. And essentially, we're the people that are trying to eliminate all those forms you have to fill when you go to the bank or when you go to the hospital, when you're asked to give us your proof of residence. We want it to all happen within one click. 
because basically when you have a digital ID that has information about who you are, where you work, your pay slip, your transactions and everything, it makes it far much easier for you to interact uh, with the broader aspect of the economy. So we are B2B business. So essentially what it means that we're looking at large enterprises, we're looking at healthcare companies like CMAS, we're looking at insurance companies, we're looking at banks and financial institutions like Raison, such that all these institutions, once they've integrated into our ecosystem, I don't have to continuously fill in paperwork and I go from CMAS and I go to CDZ and I go elsewhere. Everything can just happen within one ecosystem. So in terms of what we're looking for, number one, it's those partnerships with such institutions, including academic institutions as universities. And secondly, we're creating a sales process. So if you're familiar with Microsoft, IBM, Oracle, you have all these sales integrators. We want to empower local Zimbabweans to also now market our products, not just in Zimbabwe, but if you're in Botswana, if you're in Namibia, and South Africa, they all need this solution. So you can partner with us and you can actually push that product uh, and we'll ensure that you actually get a very good commission and create a viable business from that innovation. Thank you. Fantastic. Uh, I'm going to go around again asking the same question, Kuku. Um, what is it that you are struggling with in terms of the ecosystem? Uh, what's standing in your way? Um, and, and, and secondly, uh, what opportunities do you see for, for, your, for your enterprise? What are you struggling with within the ecosystem? How can the ecosystem be improved? Uh, so, um, we've moved. Um, we started to measure back in 2018. I was a logistics aggregator. So, uh, Dr. Ishmael Bay is one of the few people that really got what we do because he's in the logistics sector. So, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but I think it's back in 2021, um, SI127 came out in essence saying that whoever owes you money in USD can pay you back in local currency. So unfortunately, um, as you know, we borrow financing to small-scale transporters. The bulk of our financing came from outside of the continent. Sure. Now imagine having to <laughs> borrow someone money in USD and they are paying you back in what in essence could be half and in local currency. My business model was dead on the ground, so we left. It's not something that the ecosystem could help me with. There is no amount of mentorship which unfortunately is what we keep getting offered to startups that could help that problem. So people keep saying that startups are leaving Zimbabwe, we're not being patriotic, but right now what you're looking at is the economics of the stomach and the wallet. If I have to survive and build this business in a way that makes sense, Mm. I have to leave and then look out for opportunities that make sense later on in order to come back. So I'd say um, the support that the ecosystem needs, we need more early stage investors. People that understand that the startup ecosystem is a long game, right? It's not too much you're going to give me 5K today and expect to know that to jump up and I'm now, you know, employing 50 people. It's not realistic. It's really not. So I think we need more entrepreneurs to put back those little checks into those ecosystems as well as then um, actual mentorship that makes sense and hey, this is a partnership, not hey, this is what I did, you know, 20 years ago. What happened 20 years ago might not be realistic to what I'm doing now, right? So just give me the money, connect me to someone who you think can help me right now, and then let me run it. I think that's what we need right now. But the the issue that you come, you're raising, uh, Google, the one of SI, whatever the number is, Mm Uh, that's that's huge. I mean, it decimates you yeah. right there. Speak to that in terms of what it means in terms of affecting your ecosystem. 
I don't think a lot of people quite, um, I know um, Brian next to me will understand what it means because you're in the business of borrowing money, but I think in terms of day-to-day um, economics, not a lot of people actually understand how it impacts their business mm. until you have to go to court and get someone to pay you back. Yeah. That's when you start getting your lawyer saying, oh, hey, by the way, you know that your creditor has these certain rights. And you're like, what do you mean they have the right to pay me back in local currency? And the judge says, yeah, but they've got this option. So, unfortunately, the ecosystem that, it, that we're in right now, I'm not trying to hate guys. Until you get to a certain point where you're now suing someone to get, you, to get your money back, I don't think there's quite an understanding of how these SIs actually affect our businesses on a day-to-day basis. So what I would say is, guys, fail fast as much as you can. If someone doesn't, you know... Um, fulfill their obligations against you, go after them so that you learn these lessons very, very early whilst you don't have eyes on you. Because as you can imagine, if you're now, you know, a $10 million business, things become complicated, but if there's no one watching you right now, I think you can make as many mistakes as you can. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, speak to you, you're in the financial sector, those SIs that, uh, we can't name them, I don't know how many they are, <laughs> uh, but that, that come in and disrupt your operations, you're in the financial sector. And secondly, how can, as I asked you, how can the ecosystem for startups be an enabler uh, to the things that you do? Well, um, I think... Firstly, we need to understand what the uh, ecosystem is. At, at times, we assume we know what the ecosystem looks like or what the uh, startup ecosystem is. And in essence, I think I was uh, a couple of days ago, I was looking at a paper that, or anyway, some research that's been done in different um, countries, and uh, Uzbekistan, for example, where they did a lot of research in trying to see how the startup ecosystem can help entrepreneurs and also contribute positively to their GDP and also help in as their, their societies. So firstly, they came up with, a, they called it the five minutes model, where the entrepreneur was right in the middle. You've got the government that's bringing in legislation like the SIs that we're talking about. You've got civil society. You've got people that are in academia. All these people are contributing to this ecosystem. So now, how the SIs affect the ecosystem is that if we've got a player who's in the ecosystem, the government, there's no real work that we can carry forward here in Zimbabwe without the government's involvement. We need them to make policies that help startups, that help the finance sector work well. All businesses to close at a certain point in 2019. Why? Because they introduced, they, we were lending in USD at a certain point, and then they say that from today onwards, it's all RTGs. And from that, the interest rate kept going, the inflation rate kept going up, but then people were still paying back at an interest rate that we had given them earlier on. We couldn't cope with that, so we had to close shop for a bit, regroup, and then come back again. So those kind of things are the things that are affecting the startup ecosystem because they make the policies, but the policies affect these startups that are still starting. That's the one, that's one other thing. Another thing that I think is critical, like we said, is we need early stage investors. But not only that, we also need to properly understand what a startup is here in Zimbabwe. And I think there's a lot of uh, misclassification that's going on within the country because we say people have been advocating for a startup act, people have been advocating for things that properly help startups. But if you go to um, the Minister of Small Businesses, they'll tell you we've got an act. And the act is, was enacted in 1987. But now, with how the issues have changed, how the dynamic the landscape has also changed, I think it's important to review all those things. Yes, we've got, we can add. And I think 
there are a lot of gatekeepers that are blocking yeah. young entrepreneurs from entering to contribute positively because if we invest into raising capital, if we invest into to measure today, those are players that are going to, if done properly, those are players that are going to help contribute significantly to the economy. Wow. Um, Ryan, I, I, I get the sense that I don't know what I'm talking about. So, so help us here. Yeah. Is there an ecosystem for startups? Point number one. Point number two, do you think I understand what a startup is? Um, so Trevor, I think you know me for being cat and honest. Um, no, you don't know what a startup is, <laughs> and no, there's no ecosystem. Okay. Um, so, you know, fully, I like him, I respect him so much. Um, he delivered something that was very inspirational yesterday. But then the question Victor asked um, wasn't um, directed to him exactly, but it was a message to you know big companies here in Zimbabwe. Right, that <laughs> companies here in Zimbabwe are just subsidiaries of Google, Amazon, um, Microsoft, etc. Mm. Right, but then we can build the stuff that they are actually paying thousands of dollars for, like even hundreds of thousands for. We can build that. So there is no integration between the startups that we have here and the big business. Why? Because the reason why startups are built is because I go to Simas, I get a service that is not satisfactory, and I'm like, how am I going to improve this service? So I ramp up either my tech or even some little bit of you know fine tuning of that model, and I start I start putting out there in the market. But then my sole goal is to disrupt whatever the process they are doing. So when I start a startup, I'm not trying to overtake them in the market. I'm trying to ensure that which whatever happens after is different from what was there before. That's why it's called a disruption. So either they're going to acquire me or I'm going to outgrow them and take them out of the market entirely if they don't grow. Mm. So in Zimbabwe, no company is willing to fund startups. No company is willing to acquire startups. All they see us as is these small businesses or maybe competitors. So instead of us partnering or working with them, let's make the product that looks exactly like theirs. What you don't have is a hungry mm. energy. You never. It's not about the app. It's about the idea behind the app. Anyone can ramp up an app. It's not IP. It's just an app. What's behind the app is what drives the whole energy. So in Zimbabwe, no, we don't have, we don't have, we don't have, we don't have an ecosystem. Um, you know, I, I always cry about it when I see our ministers because we have two that cross pollinate into our you know, startup ecosystem, right? With the minister of ICT and with the minister of small and medium, you know, it's so long the minister I can't even spell it, right? But then, if we try and put it together. I want you to look at what Nigeria is doing with Tijani, uh, the Minister of Innovation. Man, I would be a Nigerian citizen today because all he's breathing and living is how can I make this ecosystem better? And here's someone who comes from, so it's like you take Petsy from Old Mucho 8 to 5 and you make him a minister because he has conversed with Brian before, he has conversed with Google before, he has conversed with Victor before, with Brian before. He knows what startups are. Mm. 
that's our minister of small to medium and 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 I can't even speak. <laughs> no about what OpenAI did last week. Does our minister of ICT know the groundbreaking innovations that are happening in blockchain? Does she even know that CZ was fired? That's it. Mm. So where are we going? So my to my point, no, we don't. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's Ryan, and Ryan talks like that to me. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know startups. I don't know ecosystems, uh, and that's the truth. I think that I wanted us to realize, and so we we need to be saying to ourselves, how do we get to understand this space better? And if we indeed believe that this space is the future of the economy, we need to understand it and begin to to enable it. So, Ran is saying there is no ecosystem. Do you, do you agree? 110%. Okay. Um, we do not have an ecosystem. Okay. Because by definition, I think the word ecosystem originally came from, um, from biology. Yeah. Um, and what they meant by that is if you look at the biodiversity on the planet, everything feeds into each other. It works in perfect harmony. Right? When you have a farm, and you kill the snakes on your farm, you're going to have an infestation of rats. Yeah. So it is that ecosystem whereby all these different players contribute to the overall outcome. So when we talk about a startup ecosystem, what are we saying? We're saying a startup plays an integral role in the economy that ensures we're able to leapfrog. There is no need to host a lot of conferences where we talk about the fourth industrial revolution, fourth industrial revolution, but we, our corporates are not going to be the ones to do that. Yeah. You know, Delta is not going to do fourth industrial revolution. We have to be honest about yeah. this stuff. It is going to be a startup that is going to discover something either in artificial intelligence, either in biotech, either in blockchain, either in crypto, and they are going to be the ones to take us forward. In 2017, Zimbabwe had an amazing opportunity to be the leader in blockchain and crypto. But unfortunately, at that time, we had individuals that decided to actually, you know, to kill a baby before it actually grew. And what it meant is we lost out on a trillion dollar opportunity. Venture capital is agnostic. That breaks your heart right there. I hope it breaks your heart, guys. Yeah. And today, we're talking about artificial intelligence. And we're being left out once again. Why? Because as Ryan was saying, Victor is going to approach organization A, this is my company. Organization A is going to have executives who are going to say, you know what, we might as well just do this by ourselves. That's the problem. Why is it the hottest fintech product in Zimbabwe right now was created by guys who sell deep fried chicken? Inbox is a product of people who sell chicken. How could it not have materialized from bankers? It's people who sell us chicken and chips that are disrupting how we send money across the country. Something is wrong. It means that we have people sleeping on the wheel when they are really supposed to be saying, guys, how do we ensure that we allow different players into our industry? There are multiple examples, inexhaustible examples that we could give across all industries from yeah. logistics yeah. to healthcare. We, we, we just um, surfacing the issues, uh, Google. I'm going to come to you in terms of uh, the issues that uh, Victor raises. How do you see the model being of uh, the interface between the corporates and your space? 
Um, so I've been a bit lucky uh, because our business model is B2B, it's extremely B2B. We use FMCG companies as distribution partners. So that allows me to only deal with small scale transporters that are prefected. I know that my credit risk is low because the B2B companies the one paying me. I borrow you clever logistics, but you can pay the one paying me. I've eliminated right, my risk. However, when I was in Zim, getting into that ecosystem, as Victor has pointed out, mm -hmm. is yeah. painful. Someone starts, you know, they see a young person. I'm not even going to talk about sex or gender. A young person. Oh, is this your father's company? Why would you think it's my father's company? Why are you expecting to talk to someone older before you even try and hear me out, right? One. Two, as Victor pointed out, this whole thing of, but uh, you guys don't have money, man. I could do this myself. Next thing you know, two, two months down the line, we've seen the exact same product internally. Two months later, they've tried to do a launch, but it's still in the water. Why would I ever go back and try and uh, create a relationship with that entity again? And then people say that, oh, but you startups, you don't exist, you don't come and talk to us. Why would I want to talk to you? Mm. There's no value addition that you're offering. Come you're on. actually making my life harder. Mm. The only thing that we're now seeing is, rather, let me create value and sell to you. Then at least I know I've got money in my pocket, right? Then you're going to say, Kubo I want to add value to the market. Yeah, yeah, you know, she's taking away jobs to SA. But what value are you giving me in return? Mm -hmm. Look at the SA ecosystem. Imperial mm -hmm. logistics, sorry, I'm a logistics person, is literally buying up all the startups in the logistics sector and the whole power. Who's doing that in Zim? Who? Wow. No one, right? So I could go on, but uh, let, me, let me let it go. Yeah, no, no, don't let it go. So we're not letting go of the things that upset us because it's attending to the, our pain points that we bring about change. So we, got, we, we don't let it go. I'm the only one who's allowed to disengage from politics. He's not allowed to do anything of that sort. Brian, go back to that space of corporates interfacing with startups and what, what's, what's the ideal way of doing it? Does it exist in the first instance, and what's the right way of doing it? I think maybe there's an attempt to try to do it, but it's not working. Okay. I'll give an example. Uh, in 2018, I approached the local bank. We wanted to get some financing. We met all the requirements. We had the business plan. We had the AAA collateral. We had we had everything. The business manager at this local bank said to me, "I saw your application, but unfortunately, you're very young." <laughs> so I am not going to take your application any further. Is that real? Is that for true for yeah. real? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not joking. Wow. I'm telling the truth. And I say to him, why? He says, "What for? Maybe But at the point, my age didn't matter to even for the according to your, their own requirements. I met that criteria. So I believe that there are a lot of gatekeepers, and you might assume that the gatekeepers are people right, that are right at the top. But in terms of the gatekeepers are the people that are front-facing, client-facing, the business managers, the head of SMEs, or whoever that you're going to present these particular solutions to. Well, I want a service from you, that's one example. I also want to collaborate with you because we want to integrate how we give credit to um, individuals, but then still the people that are gatekeeping that are causing problems to continue. So now we affect and we kill the startups within the ecosystem. And I don't think that there's any growth that's going on. And a lot of, I think, a lot of education needs to happen, not only to the startups, but to the people that are within society. People like you, Trevor, that are, the people that can, have got voice of reason to try and change the perception of what startups are, the CEOs, the people that are up there, that can actually do that. And the second point that I would like to make is that 
I think within our financing model for startups, there's a lot of work that needs to be done there. Currently in Zimbabwe, you would find very few angel investors or people that are willing to uh, fund startups. And even if they do, with no friends to own mutual, some of the cash prices that people get after having entered those competitions yeah. are, are limiting because with the money that you're getting, for you to really grow your business, for the business to be sustainable, you really can't do that. So either we're going to collaborate together because we see all is trying to do it, Stanbury is trying to do it, Backyard is trying to do it. If they were to come together, put all their money together, have all these innovation hubs, focusing on that kind of price money that could, if, in the event that you actually do get the money, it is going to be sustainable to change your business. We need VCs in Zimbabwe. The private equity firms are cutthroat. The rates that they're offering the, uh, the startups are unrealistic. So we need all these players to come and be a part of it so that we finance the businesses, finance the startups at an early stage or even whatever stage that they're at so that they grow. Wow. You, you, you remind me of somebody that I absolutely love and admire, Chad Marco, who I'm sure some of you know. Uh, when I'm talking to him, he says, I do not want this word innovation up <laughs> uh, because it has messed up the startup, startup, startup space. Um, Ryan, to you now, what are the three things that you would say as we depart from here, um, ideas, feasible delegates, can we lobby to have these things done? What would be those three things? Um, so the first one, uh, Trevor, we need to stop this. Um, I don't know, I, I, I think you need to coin a term for it. Um, so in, in, some, in, some, in some industries, it's greenwashing, yeah. um, but then it's like they're, they're trying to use startups to wash up the image ah. of these corporates, these funny, funny businesses, <laughs> right? You can't award someone that money. It's not enough to even do anything, right? The money that you spend for a marketing project and hiring people, you're calling mentors, is actually more than what you're giving the startup. So Trevor, you have a voice, and I love your voice, because you say Thank you care. Thank you. Startups are in hunger. They are suffering. <laughs> so, number one lobby is to stop these businesses from using us as their friends. Right? You know, just another business wakes up and says, ah, we're supporting startups, we need to have, a, we need to have an innovation competition, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, branded, blah, 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 blah. Take them through some very long time, you know, mentor, mentoring them. Dude, I went through mentorship for years. Right? Then I went through mentorship through the US. And I was like, it wasn't talk, it was money talk. Then I was like, <laughs> talking about listen, do you get my point? Yeah. Yeah, it's all talk and I'm angry, I'm angry. It should stop. Trevor, and we need to rally that call. It's enough. So that's number one. Number two, the Minister of ICT and the Minister of Small Businesses and whatever the long term is. <laughs> We need a differentiation there. Which one is in charge of innovation, right? So we know who to approach exactly. Honestly, I don't know which one exactly we actually like. And, and maybe, Ryan, sorry to, to uh, jump into your stride there, to say, do we actually need the two ministries to be doing what this space needs? Or if this is so hugely important, should we not look at structuring something that is going to enable the startup space to be uh, to be invigorated? Maybe those are the questions. Because the structures that, that exist might uh, 
blinders to the work that needs to be done. So the question is, what work needs to be done? What structures need to be put in place for that work to be done? All right, so my emphasis on these ministers is we need to have a setup act in Zim. Right? Nigeria is actually working on this. It's actually like you know coming through yeah. together. Why we need an act is because I cannot pay the same taxes that CIMAS pays. That's not fair. Yeah. Right? I like I cannot pay the licenses that I charged by city council when I'm operating in town because that's I die before I even do anything, right? I cannot pay NASA the same amount of money that you Trevor pay. You get my point? So there's a lot of things that we need to look yeah. at. Then I'm not a small business. I don't want to be some Seama. I'm not building a tax shop here. So don't measure me with your mindset of saying, oh, he's small, he's a small business. No, I want to be Google. So I'll give me the wow. infrastructure to wow. be the Google. So with me, we need to have that lobby to say, if you're going to be the startup act, I need at least to have the conversation intelligently with the team in a ministry that even understand where we are coming from. Wow. Because it's going to come from a point of view of blockchain. And I, I also struggle to understand blockchain sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now imagine government understanding what blockchain is. But then you are the only people who actually can translate that for us. So that's my second point. My third point, like quickly, um, we need a reformation of young people. Mm-hmm. A startup is not a small business. Mm-hmm. And I was disappointed by the pitches that were made yesterday. Okay. Right? We need a standard. We have a standard. Mm-hmm. Let's maintain that standard. Yeah. Don't disappoint us. Don't put a label on us. It's not answer. You put a professor who is a deputy, who is a deputy prime minister, teaches you how to pitch. I can pitch better than him. We can bring me another day. We stand on this stage. I pitch better than him because it's my industry. It's my space. Yeah. I own it. We own it. Okay. So let's not give other people space to doubt us. Mm. These young people. Wow. Young people, did you hear that? Um, Victor, we go and with uh, you uh, and then we're going to take a couple of questions we've got 41 seconds left so we're going to take uh, I love your passion Yo. I love your passion we need to channel it and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Victor what would be I mean if you could just sum up the sentiment that's come here and point us to where we ought to be going um, to, to, to create so I think we agreed Baseline, we don't have a startup ecosystem. Baseline, we don't un- we don't understand what a startup is. Baseline, we're confusing small enterprises with uh, with startups. We call, I call them newly founded and associates <laughs> and startups. It talk to us about sum it up and where do we go from here? Well, Trevor, I think what everyone witnessed today, uh, young patriotic Zimbabweans who want to build not only their country but they want to build Africa and they want the rest of the world to benefit from what we build from here. Unfortunately they've done so under war zone type of conditions where they've had to wrestle every institution, every individual for their voices to be heard. Which is why she's out of the country which is why he's out of the country, which is why I'm out of the country. Not because we don't want to be, because when we want it to be, 
it was extremely difficult. So in terms of the way forward, because I think we have exhausted the problems, you know, there, there, there's quite a lot of them. But in terms of the way forward, number one, what we actually need to do is to understand that to build an ecosystem, it has to start from somewhere. I like what the bishop was saying. So let's start from what we have. The norm. We have startups. They are, we are sitting right in front of you. Most of them are out of this room. We have startups. Let's start from the first principles. How today can we actually ensure that in your businesses, whether it's at Alpha Media, whether it's at CMAS, whether it's at Old Mutual, right here and now, let's make a pledge to say now we are getting serious about building a startup ecosystem, not an SME ecosystem. Yes. Because if we wanted to do SMEs, we'd be doing bakeries in yes. the villages. Yes. We are not doing that. We want to build the Microsoft and the Googles of this century. So we are saying from this moment in time, regardless of what institution, even at a church level, there are fake tech companies worth billions in the world. Yes. We just don't know this. Probably the ministry in Zimbabwe is one of the largest multi-billion dollar industries in the whole country. Who is building for those individuals? It's time we modernize every part of our ecosystem and take a pledge at an individual level. As we said earlier, it starts in the home. Absolutely. Let's fix our home. Let's start saying to each other, how can we ensure startups are actually now an integral part of our economy and start to respect them. The reason Ryan is so passionate is because he feels disrespected. He goes to New York, and in New York, they are applauding him. I go to Singapore, I go to Dubai, they are giving me awards. I was invited to Davos. I went there, not because the Zimbabwe invited me, because some Saudis invited me. Yeah. We've written papers that are being used by other governments. But what is our own nation benefiting from us? Wow. I want to stop you there. That's so painful, isn't it? Um, um, and, and then we say we don't have what it takes for us to be who we want to be, uh, but we, we have got this brain sitting here whom we have driven out of the country uh, because, of our, because of our conduct. Um, I, I am so tired. Guys, we, we, um, Unique, if you don't mind, I'm going to take over from you and say, guys, questions, please. Um, very sharp questions and very sharp uh, interventions. We don't have time. We have 11 minutes now. Um, there's a hand up there, there's another hand up there. Um, let's be very quick. Oh, oh, sorry, there's another hand. Is that a hand there? Yeah, right. And who are you and, uh, and what do you want to say? Hi, uh, my name is Sino. Um, I just wanted to ask, the one, one point that you were hammering on quite early on was about the money that, that um, startups or small businesses um, which are starting and getting. And you're saying it's not enough. Do you think that's a, that's a fair statement to make given that there are a lot of budget cuts and everything that's going on in the country? Like, most of these corporates are already struggling. And clearly, um, these guys have been seeing a lot of benefits. Are you saying that they, they're not doing anything wrong or they're having the wrong approach completely? Short response to that. Uh, so, to answer to your question, everyone in the world right now is struggling. Um, I think, you know, in the U.S., they're going through, I mean, money comes from the U.S. When the U.S. costs, everyone, you know, goes to bed. Um, but then, nothing has changed in as far as the corporates have funded anybody when it comes to startups, right? So, to me, it has been the ICU since that, right? Number one. Number two, 
we are building companies that are supposed to compete on an international scale, right? So you cannot expect me to live on an RTGS budget when I'm competing with someone who's being churned out of, of um, California or someone who's being churned out of CEO, right? It doesn't make sense. You're making me an SME from the point of inception. Mm -hmm. So if you don't afford me, don't just just sit down. And if you don't have the money, sit down. My point of frustration comes from the point of saying our, our big businesses can afford to fly to Silicon Valley. Who investors, like actual investors, I know she came up on that stage and said, we connect our startups to investors. Everyone said that. But how many have been funded in Zimbabwe? A few. So it's not about them having the money. It's about them creating an environment where they bring the actual people with the actual money. We're not talking thousands here. We're talking millions. That's the money we need. Okay. And I think the, what I, what I, uh, the, the reality that you brought is um, I am not an SME. I want to build a Google. And yes. that there says, uh, you know, what, what runway do I need? What runway do I need? Um, the, those, uh, um, Ken, you've got a hand up? Yes. Um, sorry, we'll, 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 yeah. Uh, thanks very much. I think this is very exciting and passionate, and I think that's important. But what we then need to do is to say, how do we build? Mm. And I think from where we are, clearly, as a culture, we haven't got... Yes, like we used to have Bosana's Fund, which was a conglomerate of a number of financial institutions dedicated to supporting businesses that we started. I think we need that. Yeah. yeah. And I think as a platform, it's a point that we probably need to actually lobby yeah. the financial institutions to have an attitude of actually creating funds that create the next economy. Yeah. Because that's how economy was built. Yeah. That's that's the first thing. Then I think the second aspect relates to I'll call it speaking to Ryan, building bridges. Mm -hmm. So we have a situation where the market is not even open in space. And then let's say we have, I'll take old Mufa, that's putting two cents, because they've got an idea. Let's build on it. So that they bring another 10, 15. So that we, we scale up. Because if we then bomb any initiative that started, then we will be down yeah. But if we have one institution, that may not be giving us millions, but is willing to spend time. Let's mm. build on it. Okay. And I like what Fuli was saying. He is going to bring other institutions. Mm. That's how we mm. build on it. Mm. And that also talks nicely to what the bishop was saying. Mm. Let's start where we are. Yeah. So those who, have, who are not against us, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's work with them, encourage them so that they bring their friends to the table. Wow. So I think that's what we really need to do in, yeah. in, in build up. Which is exciting. And that's why we put this. Because we think as a country we are not having enough of these conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why having this is an amazing start. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and by the way, as, as Ken says, for us, 
the thing is not just to have the conversations. Let's see action coming out of it, which is why the community is going to capture this. Um, sorry, I, I saw the uh, the hand from uh, yeah, oh, please, yeah. Okay, um, thank you so I, much. I see the bishop here. If you could then move on to the bishop and uh, my friend at the end, please go ahead. Go ahead. Um, um, my, from my side, I have uh, two comments. Uh, one is a loving one. One is a brutal one uh, for startups. So. I'll take an example of Simas. Um, they have millions of customers that they are saving, or even an e to an old mutual. Um, um, for the first comment, it's around risk. As startups, before we engage uh, these big corporates, let's do sort of like a risk assessment. Because uh, uh, as a CEO, he has a scorecard to say, I need my customers to benefit this, I need my, uh, I need the deployment of a system to be done this way. So as a startup, let's already work on our risk assessment, see how we can simplify, see how we can reduce the risk of us working with these big companies. Because sometimes um, we are in the waste management space, but actually we are in the logistic space. I'll, I'll, I'll rush you. Then okay, go so to the brutal one. The brutal one. The brutal one is around uh, financing. Um, I'll be honest to all startups, no one owes you anything. Old Mutual can sponsor you, Simas can sponsor you, Econet can sponsor you, they can assist you, but the truth is they don't owe you anything. You have to go out, you have to fight for things, you have to build your own things. Thank you. All right, um, the bishop. I'm so delighted that we had you this morning because you've uh, you've added uh, a, a tonic uh, of uh, uh, humility and uh, and wisdom. So please go ahead. And thank you. Well, I, I wanted to follow up on what Ken was saying, but um, I, I forgot the sentence. But here is what I think. What I think. With the platform that we are creating yeah. is a platform where trust is built. Exactly. Now, we must create that because there is no trust. Then we move on from just trust to kind of like marriage. You used an industry technical term, I would call it marriage, so that the startups are able to be carried on somebody's shoulders who cares for the sake of the future. Mm not just for profit. Mm. That is where if somebody can say these young businesses that we are raising is like a son. I want to see them prosper and do better than what we have done for the sake of the future of the nation. So that, let me tell you, I travel across the globe. The best of the best are Zimbabweans out there. And I'm like pleading with them, please come home. Every time, wherever I go, they come to meet with me. Come home, and their mind is sort home first. I'm reminded of uh, uh, Peter Thiel's book. Um, guys, if you've not read it, please read Peter Thiel's book, From Zero to One. Yeah. Uh, and Peter Thiel, From Zero to One. From Zero to One, Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel made lots of money with eBay, with PayPal. Uh, and other companies, and Peter Thiel has put something together. You've won something from Peter Thiel, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so Peter, 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 Peter tells you to quit school and find you. Yeah, yeah. So Peter Thiel has put up this thing. I think for me, it's a model, Ken, 
um, and Bishop and everybody else in terms of uh, caring these guys. So Peter Thiel doesn't believe in formal education. Um, and if you find, if you look at the Silicon Valley guys, they are all college dropouts. Um, and then gives them a hundred thousand US dollars, and they get funded. And they've all uh, Google, eBay, YouTube, and whatever. Most of those guys have come out from that space. And and and, and uh, Ryan's passion of I want to be a Google. We need to understand what ecosystem created Google for us to get there. And if we're serious about being an 800 billion economy, uh, we need to realize that it's not going to be created by the guys who are on the stock exchange right now. These are the future of Zimbabwe. I think we need to understand that. The last uh, question, my brother, right at the end there, and then we, yeah. Um, yes, sir. Uh, uh, tell us who you are and then get to the point. That's fine. Uh, my name is Dizer. Um, oh, Desire, by the way, is the one who's approached me with that uh, app for uh, those guys that are helping us clean up. So uh, we, we're going to uh, approach him, but if you are never able to approach him, I'll send the stuff to you. Uh, so please, Desire, thank you for, for that gesture. I'm an alternate computer engineer by profession, but doing something differently. Um, but I was inspired by the, these guys, their brilliant ideas, uh, their innovations. But one thing that came to my mind when they were doing all this presentation is let's build a Silicon Valley setup in Zimbabwe. It can be a hub for the whole Africa and we can have a framework, we can have a structure like that. We can even do better than Silicon Valley where we can have all these setups. It is well funded and we have a proper structure. That's wonderful. Um, guys, we've got to stop. We've got 46 minutes, seconds to go. So the audiovisual guy is a question. Okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies. Uh, hi, guys. My name is David Chiwana, and I'm the innovation consultant for audiovisual. Um, I have a very direct response, for, especially for startups. I work with startups, by the way. I love, I love them, and I advocate for them. The one biggest problem, uh, I believe, that could somewhat help... Um, the startup ecosystem is startups taking their position. Startups don't help each other. Ryan goes out of the country, gets millions. You do not get even one or two percent of fraction and say, I know in two years that means money. Estimus is not going to do that for you guys. You're going to do that for you guys. Because you need to understand again the backstory. Someone talked about we need to understand the ecosystem we're operating in first place. The people who have established businesses now. They built those businesses of hard work, sweat, and regular backs. No one gave them the CMASs, the, oh, let me talk about, okay, let's talk about the, the, the local businesses. They had to strive to create their businesses and create their own ecosystem. Do not expect the old mutuals, the CMASs, to build your ecosystem. You have to build it yourself. You know what it looks like. They will give you 5,000, 10,000 because of the minimal pressure that you give. <laughs> So more pressure, more money. Eh? Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. But if you come with hundred thousand, and you say you are creating a hackathon, a competition, and you fund the best startups, that will create pressure. Government will listen to you because you're making action. But as long as you keep complaining, you will not have the change you're looking for. I wow. Get, you know. Fantastic. Let, let me uh, let's do this. Let's give these guys a round of applause. Wonderful, uh, a rather wonderful panel of guys who are doing real stuff, and we really want to be able to get traction from here. I mean, what what uh, the old Mitchell uh, brother has said is it's also important. 
I think there's a collective of ideas that are coming from here uh, and that will enable us to, to do a bit of something. And I'm hoping that uh, when we meet uh, October 30 to 1st November next year, we can be talking about stuff that has been done and we keep up, uh, keep up the momentum. Um, yeah, so thank you so much, guys, for, for, for being uh, vulnerable. Uh, thank you for being angry uh, and sharing your emotion. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Another round of applause as the team goes back to their seats. Thank you very much. Echoes to Stim.